Hello and welcome to the Daily Bitachon Show, as well as the Shi'urim and Chavis al Shah Bitachon Show. This is a special edition, special episode that I feel is important to put out on both shows. Um, if you heard this episode on either one of these venues, either one of these shows, just uh, skip it, go to the next one. But I feel that this is crucial to hear, and that's why I'm putting it out on on both shows to anyone that's starting to work on Bitachon and anyone even that is well on the way and working on Bitachon. It is vital to hear this. Um, now, I just want to start out with a brief introduction. Uh, first of all, I want to ask anyone that's listening, especially on Daily Bitachon show, to excuse me because this is going to be longer than the classical under four minutes rule. Um, we're going to try to keep it not too long. But uh, again, the message is critical. There is a major discussion that uh, some of you may be familiar with, whether bitachon is a guarantee that a person can actually rely and be assured that the result that he wants, he can actually trust in Hashem and it will, it will result in that outcome. A person, let's say, has uh, financial problems or problems with health, um, whatever it may be, that a person can technically be betech and Hashem that he will get better. Um, this seems to be an opinion already going back into the Rishonim, the Ramban. It seems that the Vonnegoyen holds like this as well. Others, the Alter of Nevardik, the Chavetz Chaim. Um, and and uh, that is one, that seems to be one clear opinion in uh, how we talk and works, so to speak. There's another opinion. The Chavetz Halvavis seems to clearly hold like this in Shai Bitochen that Bitochen is not a guarantee. It is not something that a person can be assured of any outcome that he wants. What Bitochen is, is the internalization, the acceptance and the attitude of living with the reality that Hashem is in total control of everything at any given time. He has the entire world uh, on his fingertips, so to speak, he's in total control, and he is always looking out for us and always doing what is best for us. However, that does not mean to guarantee that anything that we want to happen will necessarily happen. And the Chaznish in his Sefer Amun Bitochen in Parak Beis famously uh, explains this and uh, says how a person has to be a Novi to know exactly what's going to happen. There can be many Chazbenitz Shemayim, which the also talks about at length, and uh, why a person might not get a particular result why it might not be correct, why it might not really be beneficial for a person to get what he wants. There are, there are many, many and we do not know the future. However, what we do know is that Hashem is in total control and He's always doing what's best for us. And a person living with that reality, with that security, with that serenity of spirit, Menuchas Nefesh, like the Chavis Olvavis talks about in Parak Aleph and Shabbat that is what Bitochen is. We are not going to discuss that debate now. We're not going to go into different proofs on either side. We're not going to talk about that. What we are going to talk about is that practically, regardless of who you hold like, so to speak, in this discussion, what your Messiah is and be talking to, to have, which I, I don't believe many people have Messiah to begin with when it comes to be talking. But, uh, but, but this is regardless of that. Most people at the end of the day are not holding by the Madrego where they will get what they want. Maybe there are uh, individuals, uh, tremendous tzaddikim, that are holding by that. Most people are not. 
that's the reality. You go out and you see that, that this is just the world that we live in. Uh, that being the case, there can be tremendous frustration and resentment even. And a person that starts to work on Bitochem and he assumes that this is what's going to happen, that he's going to get what he wants, that he's going to get a Yeshua. And if that, unfortunately, does not happen, then he could feel very bad. He could feel very upset, sad, and even resentful that he even started working on Bitochem to begin with. And it could lead to even worse things. To avoid this frustration, this resentment, this kickback factor, I believe it is very, very important in the beginning when a person's working on Bitochem to work very much on the attitude of acceptance. The, the, and you can even call it a midah, a trait of acceptance. Meaning that whatever Hashem gave you, whatever Hashem gives any person, is what is absolute best for that person in that it will help him achieve his life's mission in this world. Each person comes down here with their own individual mission. Uh, we don't know what, you know, why some, why some people you know, have a certain situation. Maybe some people are even born with certain uh, difficulties, physical impediments, whatever they might be. But what we do know is that whatever situation we are given, that is the most absolute best situation for us. Now, certain situations may be painful, and that is okay. And you are allowed to, and it's healthy to validate the physical or emotional pain that a person has. What a person should work on and realize is that Hashem wants us to be happy. It says, Ibdu es Hashem b'simcha. Avoidus Hashem and Simcha go together, and it's not just that they go together, they are two necessary components tied one into the other. Sadness is, is, uh, is something that deters a person from Avoidus Hashem. Uh, being sad is something that is a, a total no-no with, with Avedis Shem. Being happy, being the simple, being joyful, that is something that helps a person, gives a clear mind to a person, and helps them serve Hashem. So therefore, we have to realize that Hashem wants us to be happy, and obviously it is always possible for us to be happy. How is it possible for us to be happy if we have a situation that is very stressful, that is uh, really testing our limits? So that's where working on acceptance comes in. Now, this is a lot easier said than done, and I acknowledge that. And I'm not taking away from the work part of this, but I want to give over the idea. And just some practical steps that a person can take is, first of all, self-evaluation. Person, this, this really applies to anything. Uh, a person, let's say, working on his midavasmad, diligence and learning, learning for whatever length of time uninterrupted, working on accomplishing a certain amount in his whether it's in Gemara, whatever it is, a person working on his tefillah, concentrating for a certain amount of time, having proper concentration on the meaning of the words, uh, his chasad, working on his anger, working on other midas, whatever it may be, a person has to realize where he's holding. He has to do a self-assessment. Where am I holding? And he has to be busy with trial and error, you know, to move slowly, move the needle slowly. I mean, we spoke about this you know, in our, in our episode one, uh, we talked about building muscles, that the way to work on any meter is to do slow, small, but forward steps. A person has to always be moving forward. A person should never be stagnant. But the idea is that a person should be moving forward realistically. He should first sit down with himself, make time for this. Yes, it's hard and it takes time, but at the end of the day, we're here, we're alive, and we have a purpose. 
So we have to prioritize this. The person should make a self-assessment. Where is he holding? If he's unsure of where he's holding, let him try out to move the needle of his level in Ruchnius wherever it is forward and see if it works, if it's too hard for him. So then after a week, he moves it back a little bit and says, okay, let me move a little bit less, but keep on trying to move. You know, and if, uh, you know, something is, uh, you know, the person's been successful, let's say, in learning uh, 20 minutes uninterrupted. I'm just giving a, an example. And then uh, after two weeks, he tries to move to 30 minutes and it's too much, so let him go down to 25. Let him see if he can master that. If not, let him go to 21. He knows he can do 20. Now, that, that, this is the idea. The point is the person should be honest with himself. There's no reason to be deceitful, especially with yourself. You don't have to be embarrassed of yourself. You can accept yourself. And, and the, the point is just to grow to grow, to have realistic expectations. Um, this is all part of acceptance, accepting who you really are, not doing things superficially and unrealistically, having false expectations. If a person's going through a trying time, let's take this a step up and let's start talking a little bit more specifically about the topic. Let's say again, a person's going through a financial problem, a health problem, whatever it may be. So then again, the idea especially when a person's starting to work on the talking, even if he's well into work on the talking, is not to assume that there's going to be a Yeshua, not to assume that there's going to be a salvation. Work on saying, I accept what you gave me, Asha. I know that you're taking care of me. I know that you're doing what's absolutely best for me, even though I don't understand, even though my situation doesn't seem like that, and I think it's bad. And not only that, but then to go a step further and thank Hashem, even for the bad thing, quote-unquote, as well as the good things in life. And slowly, slowly, you know, with these uh, physical and mental exercises, thinking about it, seeing it, verbalizing it, thanking Hashem, you know, hopefully this will slowly bring in an acceptance onto a person. Now, for some people, maybe, you know, they, they would uh, appreciate even like, you know, simple uh, breathing, so to speak, uh, imagery, meditation exercises. We're not going to go on into that now. We just want to bring home clearly the concept that this is a healthy attitude. It's something for a person to work on. And in general, accepting who a person is, where he's holding a mic, and even his situation is very, very important. And, and uh, unfortunately, the, if a person does not do this and comes in with a you know, uh, fantasy expectation that things are going to get amazingly better because he started working on his bitachim, he might be sorely disappointed if they don't pass Mashalom. And that could have a very bad kickback effect. Now, it's important to point out, and I heard this from Shimon Schwab, and it just, it, it makes sense. Schwab, uh, I heard him talking, he was giving a share on Bitochen, and he was saying, like the Chazanesh, that Bitochen is not a guarantee. It's a clear realization, internalization, living your life with the security that Hashem is in control of everything, and he's always doing the best for us. And then he said, could this be a schos for a person to get out of his tzara and to have a Yeshua? Very possible, very possible. It's definitely a schos, even if we, we're not a Navi, even if we don't have a guarantee necessarily, or, or we're not holding by that bitachon that it's a guarantee, but a schos it for sure is. Thank you very much for listening, and as time will continue, we'll be another with our later episodes. Until next time, this is Moshe Salman, founder of Bitachon Daily.